0: Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Well, greetings. Welcome
1: in on a Tuesday morning, June 7th, 2022. 63 degrees in the capital city with sunny skies to start out your day. Uh, got a good busy show for you today. Our guests today include Joe Jordan, News Channel, Nebraska. Also talked to Jason Ball from the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce and John Baylor at 835 as well. So that's all coming up. Also have your morning drive, the five things you're going to be talking about today. The sound off, we're going to get you that keyword for keys to the city. So a busy morning uh, could could potentially, as John Dishauer just mentioned, there could potentially see some severe weather today. Here's what I can tell you. Thunderstorms expected to move southeast through portions of the area early this afternoon into the evening, according to the National Weather Service. Now, it looks as it stands right now that the highest risk area is to the south and the west of Lincoln-Lancaster County, although uh, Lincoln is still in the slight risk uh, and you don't have to get far. In fact, it looks like it clips the corner of the county to get up to that enhanced risk uh, as well. But 1 to 4 p.m., greatest severe weather potential uh from four between four and eleven main threats of hail damaging winds possible of a uh, tornado as well so just keep a little bit of an eye on the weather uh this afternoon into the early to mid evening uh, as you uh if you have outdoor plans today so uh just want to mention that right off the top uh good morning everybody hope everybody had a, a great monday great start to the week and uh Now, this morning, uh, we got primary day around the country once again. uh, We got our neighbors in South Dakota and Iowa who are voting today. Uh, We've got new issues potentially with the voter ID petition process. More complaints have been turned in to the Secretary of State's office, but they haven't necessarily been forwarded on to the attorney general to take a look at for potential prosecution and a couple of them that have been made have been made by a candidate for governor in carol blood so do we have yet enough yet another petition drive that is gone down the stretch for months the first one that i saw was at the for that particular petition drive was at the garth brooks concert almost a year ago and do we potentially have yet another one of these things that has gotten down to the home stretch and could be derailed by some kind of a legal ruling, something else? First, it was allegations that signature gatherers were indicating that they were state employees. And that was a concern. And now there are videos being posted where you've got signature gatherers who are. Essentially saying, "Well, this just allows us to have the debate on this. This allows us to discuss this, which is which is kind of true, I suppose. I mean, what can they say? What can't they say? And when does that get to a spot where it is violative of the state law? So we will see after we've gotten all the way now into June. You have these two big ballot petition, uh, ballot initiative drives that we've talked about potentially being on the November ballot. I mean, there are several others, but the two big ones that have gotten the most of the conversation are voter ID and medical marijuana. And by the way, it's one month from today. That there was a That's the deadline? July 7th. July 7th. And here we are with potential legal situation. Well, we got legal situations around both of them, very different Legal situations around both of them. And that's beyond the question of whether or not they've either of them have enough signatures to actually get on the ballot with all of this as well. So we could see here we are in, in the middle of the month, and you really don't know if you'll vote on either both or none of these ballot initiatives that would significantly impact hot button state policy that has been feels like constantly debated in every legislative session for a decade uh, on both of these issues. So yeah, I, spoke with, interesting.
2: I spoke with uh, Senator Carol blood last week about it. And uh, it was the day after she was approached in a parking lot at a shopping area, I guess in Omaha and uh, where she uh, claimed that they told him that told her that they were state employees mm-hmm. and she challenged them. And we got a couple other of those, but yeah, the the challenges or the reports are out there, but, are they provable? Are they uh, corroborated? Uh, you know, I, I don't know what the process is. And if it's being done, I mean, Senator Julie Slama heads up the, the group that's for the voter ID. They've hired the paid circulators, which seems to be the problem. Yeah. Or the alleged and, problem. And and she,
1: for her part, Slama is saying, well, this is basically just a coordinated attack by uh, Democrats right. on this right. thing. Um and so, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll see. Yeah, there are two different allegations being made. The first one that you talked uh, to Senator Carol Blood about, which this this claim by the petition gatherers that they were state employees, and then number two is just what she alleges uh, and others have alleged is misinformation yes. about what the
2: initiative would do. As I understand it, the circulators are supposed to just read the yeah the petition or the proposed amendment mm-hmm. to them mm-hmm. and let them decide but yeah. evidently there's some
1: but like and it, i mean i guess there's a question then let's say you do have one two three cases where there is video that exists of someone going beyond the text that's supposed to be read in terms of what they they say and provides uh, arguably some level of misinformation does that uh, I, I don't know the answer to this but does that invalidate the entire petition drive or just does, does that take away that
2: one's signature or that like, sheet that, yeah, that, yeah. Circulator, circulator that that circulator circulated everything that
1: that circulator did like i don't quite know what the remedy for that is and how broad that it, it could actually be with the, this whole thing the, if there is found to be some merit in
2: the allegations that are made the real solution to it is if the unicameral would act on these big th- issues and settle it but, i mean if you want to get right down to well it. but yeah. they're, well they're, they have
1: acted just not the way that the people probably right. i mean they've well, rejected both of these things I'll, over
2: and over again I'll, I'll give you that one but <laughs> i was being a little facetious yeah. there no so. you're right you're
1: right but but once again on two issues that would typically be thought of on opposite ends of the political spectrum. The thought is that both of them we will see the thought is that both of them, if they actually went up to popular vote would probably, uh, would, would probably have enough votes past muster and get into state law. But the the challenge has been actually getting them through onto the ballot. And then meantime, we've got in the, the marijuana ballot, we've got, uh, pleadings or i guess it'd be briefings that have been filed in the lawsuit that alleges that the state's rules about minimum requirements for signatures in a certain number of counties is unconstitutional essentially and so we've got to wait and see how that plays out i don't know if they need that um I don't know if they're going to be close to getting the signatures anyway, if this is a must have for them to actually get this thing on the ballot or not, but that is uh, likely going to have at least some impact as well. Yep. So, so there you go. So we got that going on. Uh, what else, Mark? What else? Well, you, you were talking there. about
2: everybody having a good morning. At least one person up north didn't have a good morning. Uh, just as a matter of fact, they were a little late getting in here but was, uh, following scanner traffic. LPD was on a foot pursuit uh, just northwest of Cornhusker and 27th. Uh, and deployed a tasers, and one guy, oh, one wow. person's in custody. uh LFR responding as is the norm, but uh, they're not having such a good morning. They they got tased shortly after six. Okay. Just a little wake me up uh, or uh, put, <laughs> go to sleep, yeah. <laughs> whichever. So anyway, right. uh don't know a lot about that, but uh you know, kind of an active morning yeah. over there, but nothing overnight. Very All quiet. Right. So. All right, uh, I I got but, a chance. Uh, and oh, of course, the, the other thing that was yesterday that. $126,000 pick 5 winner here. That's right. On O Street, uh, the ticket sold what? down here at 82nd. O
1: you Street. guys are both here, so I'm assuming not you, right? Not that, right? Yeah.
3: Well, that's also not that's not retirement money anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, you you make some wise investments, you never know. He he's know.
2: getting married he does know
1: <laughs> i mean <laughs> no he said
2: wise investment he <laughs> makes
1: him he makes some. you make some smart decisions get the right mutual funds that sort of situation uh dump it all into stonks uh that's that,
3: not paying for right now though
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true all right well good so you're saying so you're telling me you won is what you're telling me
3: i'm not saying i didn't <laughs>
1: Yeah, that uh it's that gas station up there by Parkers on
2: on uh O yep, Street just right there. to the west of 84th, right? Right. All right. So. All right. They get a 1% uh bonus if you will the the retailer for right, selling so a so 1000
1: bucks basically. Well, yeah. I mean, 1000 bucks is 1000 bucks, but I don't know. But well, maybe, what do you want them to have? Uh, a little more, I mean, I thought maybe a little more, I don't know. You get 50%? Not 50, but a five. Five might be nice. You're just splitting hairs at that point. I mean, if that 5,000 seems like more like life-changing convenience store money than a thousand bucks. Use that and spread around the savings. Let's cut all the beef jerky prices. Down 25% in yeah, the entire store. That ain't happening. I mean, that $5,000 influx of cash may finally allow them to do what's
2: reasonable with beef jerky prices. Well, with the price of fuel, my guess is that the yeah. amount of people going to convenience stores and to that's gas true. stations is, is uh, getting to be less and less. Yeah. And after they fill... Ooh. They don't have as much discretionary funds to spend inside. We took a uh, we took a bump the last couple of days up yeah. again. Yeah. Holy cow! You're talking about five dollar average. Five dollars by the end of the week. Yep. Yeah. Jeez.
1: All right. Great. <laughs> five dollar average. What, what was like a month ago that we were playing uh we played a clip and they were like by august could be talking about 6 dollars a gallon and i was like okay I don't know if I believe that. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are, like, l- just a couple of weeks after he we played that, and you're like, yeah, it may actually happen by the 4th of July. <laughs> right.
3: That may have been actually pretty conservative. <laughs> goodness.
1: Um, so I-, I-, I wanted to tell this little uh, anecdote. Uh, maybe you saw, I know there's been a couple of news stories about this, and uh, uh, we are going to have something on this next week on the show. But one of the owners of the miniature golf course, Adventure Golf, uh, is uh is going to be on Holy Moly. Yeah. <laughs> the t- the miniature golf show on I believe on ABC. It's so entertaining. I've never seen I've never seen the show. It's is it? It's
3: so entertaining. Okay. You, you can watch all the seasons on Hulu.
1: Oh, okay. I don't have Hulu. But nonetheless, he's going to be on and we've known about this for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um we actually uh, had a chance to to talk to him and um off the air and 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 these sorts of things and he's going to join us on on monday but in related news so i went to uh i went to go see yesterday my wife had the day off and we were just kind of doing some family stuff with all four of us and and uh, by the way trying to find something to do when you have like free time and you're like okay what could we do that the four members of my family can all agree on right almost impossible but for some reason playing miniature golf was hit everyone's fancy and so we were like all right let's go out and and see if the uh the new miniature, the new course that they're building is is ready to go. It was uh, supposed to be. Well, they had some. We talked to them there. They've had some water issues. They're hoping it's going to be open in the next couple of days. Awesome. So not, the rain kind of set them back a couple of days with things, and so they're having to. But I did have a pretty nice round yesterday, but I was still ten shy of getting on the uh, on the top ten oh, board. Dang. Yeah, dang. I took a few costly fours. No holes in one. It was rough, but. This summer, I'm gonna get me. I'm gonna get myself on the leaderboard. Okay. When's the LNK today
3: crew going
1: out? there? I don't there. know the new. one? Yeah, we need to get out there next week. I think after they get that opened up, I'd be cool with that.
2: All if six forty. You're the guy that does all the mix tapes, right? Or yeah, the mix lists? Yeah, playlist. We don't play on tape anymore. Mix yeah. mix list. Yeah. What do you call a a, a mix uh, made for hiking? Uh, trail mix. Yep.
3: Oh, got it. Oh, ho, ho, ho,
1: ho, ho. he got one. <laughs> 624. Sorry, Mark. Someone's <laughs> getting smart. Telling today with Jack. By, the, jacket. Way, by yeah. the way, walking or
2: hiking is a multi-step process.
0: <laughs> okay, you got me there. 624 on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. All right, 637,
1: 63 degrees in the capital city. But before we jump on the Sound Off, it's time to tell you about your keys to the city for Tuesday, June 7th. Uh, Our business today is the Harbor Coffee house. You are more than welcome when you refer to the Harbor Coffee House to say it in your best Boston accent. The Harbor? The Harbor. Go, go back to the Harbor. Okay? I don't, know that I, did uh, I, I don't know what happened on the end of that it but... <laughs> well, just said okay uh, Started so... in Boston and ended up in Jersey <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was <laughs> um, But Harbor, nice place Been there a lot of times uh, Keyword for the Harbor Coffee House Is Piedmont P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T So Giving you a chance to unlock all the Lincoln, uh, best Lincoln has to offer with thousands of dollars in prizes from some of our favorite local businesses. So, what do you do? Go to KLIN.com. Just type in that keyword Piedmont today. You'll be entered for a gift certificate to the Harbor Coffee House and entered into the grand prize drawing where we're pooling all of the gift certificates from all of the businesses. Uh, and you have the keys to the city with that. By the way, Harbor Coffee House, proud to serve locally roasted coffee, provides a variety of tasty options for breakfast and lunch. And they've got a happy hour. Stop by between 3 and 4 p.m. for a happy hour and receive a dollar off any specialty drink, including smoothies and fraps. Ooh. Yeah, so there you go. Keep listening for day. Oh, and by the way, you can stop in a person and get an extra entry as well to Harbor Coffee House or any of the businesses. You can find the list at com. Keep listening for the Daily Keys to the City keywords and more. For more chances to win and find all the details about Keys to the City and all the featured businesses, as I said, at KLIN.com. It's all brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. Sound off. Sound off. Um, Yeah, I noticed, I don't know when it happened, but I noticed it Sunday night uh, when I was driving by one of the local gas stations and saw we were at, like, all of a sudden, we were at, like, I think it was, Four fifty, four sixty, uh, uh-huh. ish in that range. And I was like, "Whoa, that was uh, that was a quick <laughs> jump." Well, yeah. Guess what? We are getting darn close when it comes to the nationwide average to five dollars a gallon.
4: The average price for gasoline in the U.S. is barreling towards five dollars a gallon. AAA says it jumped another five cents yesterday to reach a record 4.92. And experts at GasBuddy tell Fox Business it's likely to hit five dollars this week. The driving force behind the skyrocketing prices are rising oil prices and the lowest gasoline supplies for this time of year since 2014. Experts believe record prices at the pump will probably americans this year to shorten their summer trips carmen roberts fox <laughs> okay. news
1: did it take experts to tell you that <laughs>
5: yeah
1: maybe <laughs> uh all right so there you go i mean what are we gonna say just a, another deal probably a five bucks average by the end of the week uh and uh yeah, we'll see. Um, moving on, another primary day, Caleb. Everybody's fired up. Everybody got a big night of watching primary election coverage from a handful of states tonight to see who wins and all those House races uh, and some of the other ones. Let's get a little check-in on what's at stake tonight.
4: Today's primary elections in California will see voters choosing their party's picks for governor, as well as House and Senate races, and Los Angeles mayor. Neither of New Jersey's Senate seats are on the ballot but a dozen house districts are one of those is a challenge to long-serving republican congressman chris smith who was first elected to represent the state's fourth district in 1980 and in mississippi republican congressman steve palazzo faces six opponents while the state's two other gop congressmen face primary challenges from those who support former president trump's false claims that the 2020 election was stolen in new york tanya j powers fox news
1: okay i
2: Don't know who any of those people are.
1: Nope. How about some other states? Maybe we'll find some people we know there.
4: Three
2: Democrats in Iowa try for a chance to unseat senior Republican U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley, who also faces a Republican challenger. It's a crowded primary in New Mexico, where the GOP thinks it can unseat Democratic Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham this fall. In Montana's now two congressional districts, several Democrats and Republicans primary for what's expected to remain a GOP-controlled seats. And in South Dakota, Governor Kristi Noem faces is a Republican challenger, while Republican U.S. Senator John Thune faces two challengers in his re-election bid as the battle for control of Congress plays out in 2022. Jeff Manasso, Fox Wait, News. Somebody's primary gnome? Really?
1: Okay. Well, she was the... I thought she was... I thought she, she's gonna be, uh... She's potentially uh, DeSantis' running mate, Right. She's one that's of the, what that's what's happening there. She's one isn't of the it?
3: national faces. Who's yeah, going to? Pro-
1: they were putting her on billboards supporting Charles her- Charles Herbster. Right. I'm sure she's fine. I'm sure she's yeah. going to win that. It's probably just a, that Iowa one's interesting though. Grassley G- Grassley's challenger from the Democratic side. Uh, it is between uh, Abby Finkenauer, Michael Franken, and Glenn Hurst. If you know who any of those people, they're the, the they're the Senate primary candidates for the democrats there in uh there uh Ch- chuck grassley's been there a while <laughs> he's, yeah he's been uh he's been doing it a long time uh all right what else do we have going on this morning um oh yeah we got uh speaking of uh staying up uh, into the evening and watching politics on tv thursday night caleb at the big january 6th hearings by the House Select Committee, or as Trump calls them, unselect. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a few of those things that have made me laugh. I mean, low energy Jeb was, uh, was still maybe the one that made me laugh the most. But unselect is not, not his best work on the uh, insult scale. Stretch. Yeah, it's just not great. But nonetheless, yes, they are uh, going to be
6: having these live primetime hearings. We are told by multiple sources that nothing is off the table when it comes to not only January 6th indictments, but high-profile names that may be involved with not cooperating with the January 6th committee. Peter Navarro is the latest example. He was indicted on Friday, went before a federal judge down the street from me here in Washington, specifically charged with two counts of contempt of congress misdemeanors officials argue it's essentially ignoring the congressional committee looking into the january 6th attack on the capitol navarro appeared before a federal magistrate on friday to hear his two charges he could face up to a year
1: behind bars all right i mean what well, i mean there's one thing we absolutely know about what's going to happen thursday night and the aftermath of it and that's Nobody's going to change their mind. Right. So, there you go. That <laughs> you can set your clock to. Uh, hey, they had the vote in the UK yesterday for Boris. For Boris could could he be, could his own party in part take him down as the prime minister? A lot of people were uh, biting their nails on this one.
4: UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson will remain in office. A vote of no confidence against the British leader falling short of the simple majority of conservative lawmakers needed to oust him.
2: The vote in favour... Uh, of having confidence in Boris Johnson Johnson's leader was 211 votes and the vote against was 148 votes.
4: The motion came after dozens of the prime minister's own members of parliament submitted letters suggesting he wasn't the right person to oversee the government, citing scandals, including reports of him and his aides throwing parties violating COVID-19 lockdown rules. Kristen Goodwin,
1: Fox News. Okay, okay, number one, the clip we played yesterday had indications from people in his own party that there were w- w- way more than enough votes yeah to oust him which it didn't even sound like it was all that close it wasn't with with this whole thing also we're like <laughs> A lot of people voting on this. They got a big, I mean, I guess a House of Representatives is big, but Mm -hmm. it's a big, big deliberative body there uh, that voted on this. And then number two,
3: if you're not going to get ousted for uh, COVID ABBA parties, what are you going to get ousted
1: for? Good question. Good question. And what does this say to the next prime minister next time that there is a pandemic and they're thinking about having an ABBA themed party, right? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're thinking about they're thinking about putting Spotify on shuffle with a Mamma Mia soundtrack. Um, I
3: believe this is called precedent. Th-
1: yeah, l- listen, don't come don't come crying back to the United States. okay you had you had your chance to take care of your business and your table is set at this point. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this Elon Musk Twitter thing is gonna happen i st- right.
3: We we had said that it seemed like he was just going to get bored with it if it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, maybe. So he has been. He's been very concerned about the numbers of. And we, if you use Twitter frequently, which Caleb and I do, you there are there are accounts that are very clearly not humans. Right. They are. They're just bot slash spam. Accounts. Well, and there are some accounts
3: that are bots, but they're, like, fun accounts. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. they're not. They're not there as right. spam. Right, but
1: there, there are some who are, are spam, and and Elon Musk w- wants to know, okay, how many of these are there really because that impacts the valuation of the company? The user base is one of the foundations of the the valuation right. of the company, and that, he has kind of tweeted about that in the past. But this time, it's uh, getting a little bit more formal.
5: Elon Musk sent a letter Monday morning warning he would walk away from his $44 billion takeover deal if Twitter doesn't provide data on fake and spam accounts. This is the first time Musk has formally put this warning in writing as opposed to tweeting Twitter had previously downplayed Musk's threats. He has publicly questioned the accuracy of Twitter's public filings about its spam accounts, which the company says represent 5% of its user base. Musk claims the number is four times that. Roger Stern, Fox News. The letter said
1: Twitter is Quote, actively resisting and thwarting his information rights, end quote, under the deal. Continued, this is a clear material breach of Twitter's obligations under the merger agreement. uh, And his lawyer was writing this. And Mr. Musk reserves all rights resulting therefrom, including his right not to consummate the transaction and his right to terminate the merger agreement. So, uh and by the way, shares of Twitter then fell 5% after that happened. It was already they were already were trending low at this time, but the CEO has basically said, "Hey, our spam metric, spam metric, our spam metric is accurate." Uh Parag Agrawal said Twitter has and will continue to cooperatively share information with Mr. Musk to consummate the transaction in accordance with the terms of the merger agreement. So, We'll see. We'll see. It's not going to happen. Uh, M- Musk is saying that the number of spam accounts could be as high as 90%. What? I mean, that seems high. That seems high. So, you know, I don't know. Is it? Is this Spire's remorse? Right? Is this get to the thing where you were talking about? You know, just kind of already getting bored with the thing. Is there... Are there still questions about financing this whole thing? At this point, is the stock market for this thing freaking him out a little bit, uh, or or what's happening exactly? Yeah, uh, but they're the Musk's attorneys are basically saying, "Hey, we think you're withholding this because you're afraid that his analysis of the numbers is going to bring out this huge, this huge truth about Twitter and how many mm-hmm. how many fake users." But I'm here, and I'm real on it yeah i I' would very just real. like to like to say that uh all right let's have you heard about the uh you know obviously rightfully, so a lot of discussions about school security mm-hmm. uh right now have continued gone on for forever, and whether it be about police or whether or not it be about arming teachers or locking doors or all of those things and then this story popped up a few days ago. I was like, this can't be real this is not this is not a real thing. Well, maybe. I don't know that it's really gonna work, but how about drones flying around schools with tasers on them? What? It sounds like a a plan by Dr. Evil. Evil, who wants sharks with lasers on their heads. It's just, listen to this.
0: It sounds like an idea that could have come from an old sci-fi movie like The Terminator or Robocop. Please put down your weapon. You have 20 seconds to comply. Taser maker Axon hatched a plan to develop a taser-equipped drone to patrol classrooms following that widely criticized police response to the mass shooting in Uvalde, Texas. That suggestion, though, was quickly panned. The company's artificial intelligence ethics board called it a dangerous plan. Tom Graham, Fox News. Okay, Man, when you lose
1: the ethics board... (laughs) Now, listen, there have been plenty of policy discussions about this whole thing, and I've heard some ideas that I don't agree with, um, and I question whether they would work, what the unintended consequences would be. I think maybe left and right can join hands and agree that this is a horrendous idea (laughs) for uh, for just scads of reasons. Uh, like operationally i don't even know how how this thing would work it's there's so what's it do is it just buzzing around during class all day all all day long they're just sitting on a shelf who's running it i mean okay and then this it's our daily shortage story yeah and today well you may be going back to the movies More frequently, a lot of you are seeing Top Gun, but but you may be, well, you're already paying a lot of money for popcorn in the movies, but that may be going up. Guess what? We've got a shortage.
4: It's about time that we start going back to the movie theaters, but now there's concern growing that popcorn could be getting more expensive and harder to find. Why? Because inflation and the rising cost of fertilizer could tempt some farmers to grow less popcorn or maybe rotate to other less expensive crops like soybeans. One major popcorn distributor tells me that he's already been forced to raise his prices to movie theaters by 80%. It's a really big blow to movie theaters right now because they rely on the revenue from concession sales to help their recovery so the more those costs go up the tighter the margins become the harder it is for them to navigate their way post pandemic
3: i'm already spending eighty dollars at the concession uh, (laughs) stand
1: i was gonna say the tighter those margins become the let's be honest the margins for movie theater concessions were some of the biggest margins in all of america i would say I mean, yeah. First of all, what do they make on the the large Diet Coke or Diet Pepsi that you get at the movie theater and pay? I don't know, six dollars for. What do you think they're making on that? What do you think that's costing them? Yeah, the cup plus the pop were t- probably a good ten to fifteen cents. I was
3: going to say below a quarter.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, it's hard. Uh, listen. I want the popcorn, but it is a little. It feels a little hard to be like, "Oh man, these tight margins that because it's a captive audience." There are right? some good
3: popcorn farmers in Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, my, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law's family up around Atkinson. They've been uh, popcorn farmers for a couple generations.
1: I've never so we got somebody gave us once as a gift or something one of these ears of corn, but it's popcorn that you, you can just like put in the microwave. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then it got old and we never used it or anything so I've never actually done it but I'm just curious if have you ever done that have yeah. you seen that is yeah. it is it cool it's good
3: yeah it's it's different does it's, that
1: fall off when it pops? It, yeah okay or do you have to like eat it I'm just wondering about that anyway anyway well it may be just bowls of soybeans at the yes. movie theater yeah, that, <laughs> no. like, yes now. I'd like the i'd like the combo pack six. <laughs> with a large icy yes milk duds and a bowl of soybeans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, we'll take a break. It's six. Did, f- did you want to go to the Lincoln? Oh, do City we Council? have? To, I forgot about that. Yes, do we have the Lincoln City Council? Uh, yeah, Dorothy Zortle, um, uh
3: talked with the Lincoln City Council. She wasn't too happy about another coffee shop going up in town. Um, and here's what she had to say.
4: We've got a scooters down at 33rd and one up on 14th. What in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop, especially in a neighborhood? It used to be very nice.
1: <laughs> the neighborhood was the nice. The neighborhood was nice till those dang coffee shops started coming in. You know what they bring with them? Coffee-related crime. And the hippies. And the hippies. All right,
0: 6.56. We'll take a break. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Yeah, just a little addendum to uh, John's forecast
1: there. Uh, Lincoln and Lancaster most of Lancaster County are in a uh, slight risk for severe weather. just the uh, southwest corner of the county uh, bumps up to enhance National Weather Service is saying the risk increases during the afternoon greatest severe weather potential between four and eleven. Tonight, So keep that in mind. They'll put out another update in terms of the severe weather risk uh, midday today. And so we'll have a little bit more then. But keep an eye on the skies tonight. All right, we'll take a break. Joe Jordan's coming up right after this at 7 o'clock. KLI, i and Lincoln.
0: All right,
1: welcome back on your Tuesday morning at 710 in the capital city. And it's time to talk Nebraska news and politics with Joe Jordan. You can see him on news channel Nebraska television. Uh, in lincoln and all across the state morning joe how are you doing today
7: i'm good jack how are you Uh,
1: i'm 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 good uh you know we're at this this point here with these petition drives you know i talked about this at the outset of the show uh, like a, a year ago or a little less than a year ago when we were looking ahead to the elections in 2022 we said wow we're gonna you know you're gonna have these these two big Big issues that the legislature has decided the same way over and over again, that, again, you could see the voters go to the polls and essentially override what the legislature's done, like they did on gambling, uh, but with voter ID and with medical marijuana. So uh, there's things going on, though, with both of these petition drives where there are questions about whether or not they're going to get on the ballot I had heard I had heard kind of anecdotally from so many people about the medical marijuana uh, one in the last couple of months that, you know, their their funding uh, wasn't there as it was before. They were struggling to get signatures. Then this lawsuit comes out, uh, thought maybe, OK, well, is this kind of a Hail Mary here? We're not going to be able to get the signatures. What are you hearing in terms of the likelihood that they're going to end up getting the signatures? I think they have another month to to finish this whole thing out.
7: July 7th is the deadline. Yeah, a month so from today. Yeah. A month from today. Uh I think it's iffy if they've got enough if they'll get enough signatures uh in large part because of the uh the hurdle that you've got to you know uh get these uh smaller counties can't be ignored and that's you you alluded to the lawsuit a, a few minutes ago and I do think that's where this is probably going to wind up. Uh I think the question will be are they going to get enough signatures? Let's, let's say they get enough signatures in general, but they don't they don't cross the uh, this population this situation where they get five percent of the of the respondents from thirty eight other counties. Let's they don't get that. That's where the lawsuit comes into play. And uh, if they can win that suit, which apparently has been the type of suit won in, in other states or across the country, uh, if they can win that lawsuit, then. Presumably, the signatures that they gathered, assuming that they're they're legal and valid, would put them over the top. Eighty seven thousand names are needed. Uh, there's an indication they're going to they're going to get to that number. The, the, the question mark, as I was uh, focusing on, is can they get enough of these th- from all these other counties outside of basically you know Douglas and Lancaster right. and Sarpy? Um, so I think the lawsuit is probably the real key to this thing. Uh, because I, I find it hard to believe, although they're, they're – because I think they announced that, that they've reached the uh, 5% uh, quota in 15 counties, and that was last week. Uh, that still Jeez. leaves uh, – my math's pretty good, I think uh, – 23 counties where they got to come yeah. up with it. And that's tough because when you, when you, it's these smaller counties where there's not a lot of population, and you got to get people out there. And that – now, granted – They've made the major step, which we've talked about a million times before. They've made the major step of going to paid circulators. They've got some money came in. Uh, They're paying people to go out and get signatures, which I can't think of a recent campaign uh, petition drive that succeeded without paid circulators. Uh, So they've made that step. Uh, So bottom line to me is get enough signatures, get the 87000 plus. And then hang on for the for the court fight to see if the if the courts will rule that the current Nebraska law uh, it doesn't work and should be tossed out.
1: I, I've got to imagine if they've got to still get you know over half of the counties that they need to get to that five percent. Uh, Caleb and I were looking at the numbers when we talked about this last week. The small, I mean, there are what twelve, fourteen counties in Nebraska that have under a thousand people in them right. uh McPherson <laughs> County being the smallest and oddly enough their population guess what it is 420 uh I'm not even making that up <laughs> but uh, but I mean you so you got to get uh what Twenty-one people in that in that uh, county, right? Arthur County, you got to get like twenty-three people. Um, I, I, you know, I wonder if they've knocked out all of those very small counties where you just need a handful. Like you, in an afternoon, if you had a productive afternoon, you could knock out a county pretty easily. That that'll be interesting to look at it. This whole thing.
7: Well, you could, except if you've ever been to those counties, you, you, you got to find people who want to sign it, right? Well, a a find the people B find somebody who wants to sign the petition. You, you got to find I people mean, at all. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the problem. Uh, and, and that's the big hurdle, uh, which is why I'm convinced in my brain, this thing depends on this lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, cause I think they're, they're. I'm pretty sure they're still circulating strongly in Lancaster, Douglas and Sarpe trying to get over the 87,000 plateau to begin with. And every, and then, get to that point and go to court and see if you can get the signatures in that way. That to me seems the likely avenue here. Well,
1: yeah, I feel like, you know, if you need 7,000 signatures and you've got paid circulators, you could knock that out in a month in Lincoln and Omaha, just by going to, you know, places that are, where there are a lot of people there that that is possible, but yeah, you're right. And, and so if, if your theory here is true, that means two years in a row you are going to have this thing decided by the courts, essentially, right? Uh, th- w- where right. Uh, you you have you, now you didn't meet the statutory requirements under this scenario the second year, but yes, a totally de- after. That loss that they were dealt last year at the last minute because the ballot language, you now could have another loss in court and could stop this thing again. It's just, um, boy, it's quite the deal. And then, and then you compound that with what's happening with voter ID. And we opened the show today talking a little bit about this. There have been more allegations that the signature gathering process has not been done appropriately or according to law. Some of them have been um, lodged by candidate for governor, Senator Carol Blood. Um, The first complaint has been that that the gatherers were indicating they were state employees. And then the second one is just essentially that there was... Kind of like verbal misinformation that was given to voters about about signing this. I don't. I don't. What do you have any sense on? Uh, you know, and especially given the administration and their position on this, and and um, you know, Attorney General, Secretary of State, all of those things. Does this look like a, a a major issue for this voter ID ballot initiative, as far as you can tell, or not?
7: Well, hey, this is where I get a little confused on this one. It was. I was of the understanding that they really, that, the, that the signature gatherers for voter ID were having no problem getting names. That every time something came up, the folks behind the driver say, "You know, we're we're on schedule. We're ahead of schedule." They didn't seem to indicate any problem with getting names, which raises the question, well, why, assuming that these the accusations are accurate, why are some of these circulators saying the things they're saying in terms of, oh, I work for the state of Nebraska and I'm out circulating these petitions, were they, were they deliberately misinformed to say this? Uh, do they think, and I don't find this implausible, to be honest with you, do they really think they're working for the state of Nebraska? That wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's, you know, someone says, here's a petition drive, go out and get these names. You got to read this before the people sign it. And they look at that, they go, oh, This is the thing for the state. I can see where people think they're working for the state. I don't find that hard to believe.
1: And if that's the case, then there's an interesting legal question. Is there an intent requirement? Right. You know, uh, do they have to, like, does that fall back? Or is it just the fact that it happened? And, And the interesting question, too, to me, Joe, is let's say that there is a viable, a legit. Misinformation or or whatever it is that's mm-hmm. given that has been given and it's proven. Like, what's the remedy for that exactly? Do you just wipe out uh wipe out that particular signature? Do you wipe out that every signature that that gather did? Does it wipe the whole thing off? Like, there are a whole lot of outcomes that are are plausible, I guess, or or that m- could impact the voter ID bill in various ways, depending on what the remedy is for this whole thing.
7: I think that's a huge unknown because so let's say circulator a is found to be in violation of of, of, the, of the gathering laws uh yeah so you get rid of all of circulator a's petitions that he brought in that that's my guess is that but what you know how, are you going to go through every petition circulator's petitions and see and, and tr- make sure that that person did what they were on the I mean, up and up and uh, right down to the letter of the law i uh, I, I don't know. I think it's. I think it becomes a real problem for for any court, any judge to try to look at that situation. But I also believe, given the the political pros and cons of this issue, that that there's going to be a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would shock me at this point. It, it, assuming that they assuming that they, the, they, they get enough signatures and the Secretary of State says, you know, you're going on the ballot. It would shock me that there's not a lawsuit to, to challenge it in that 11th hour before it actually makes the ballot.
1: And we're we're trending now toward every major every major ballot initiative signature gathering process or the language of the ballot initiative eventually the judicial branch getting involved with this it's happening in both of these it happened last year with this whole thing it'll be it'll be interesting to see if you know if If these are derailed, if both of them are are somehow derailed with the medical marijuana last year, how that impacts just kind of the process of this tool being used going forward. Because it does seem like it happens more frequently with bigger issues, especially ones where the legislature has repeatedly rebuffed attempts for something to happen and the public wants it. but. Boy, this is looking like a worse and worse investment. If there's so many ways these things can get tripped up, um, and so I don't know what the answer is, but I think Joe, that'll be that'll be interesting to see what the impact of this is on the entire process generally.
7: Well, and one final word on this one. Again, this really the, the whole thing, the lawsuit that is pending, uh, waiting for the judge to come up with a decision uh, regarding this number of counties and the population. <laughs> again, it, it really points out where the state is heading in terms of, and it, it, you can go back to the redistricting fight. You can go back to some of these water di- di- di fights. The, it's big, the, More and more, it's becoming two and three counties in the metro mm-hmm. against the rural counties, the rest of the counties of the, of, of the state. The, the divide between the rural and the urban in Nebraska is becoming more and more stark every year.
1: Yeah. Um last question on another subject for you here I, I I'm curious I know you had a couple of pieces about um Nebraska senators talking or or not talking uh about gun issues really in in any direction J- just tell me a little bit about your your experience in in just trying to hear from from Sass and Fisher and kind of get their input obviously th- their thoughts on this are important given this, the role that the senate is going to play uh in the coming weeks and months what was what was your experience in in trying to d- just talk to them about these issues
7: well as we've as, as become the the uh i guess the uh, curious way of saying this anymore it was just crickets mm. uh i contacted both senator sass's office senator fisher's office tried to get you know some thoughts on the legislation that's already passed the house that we, we think is coming to the senate uh it, it didn't even get into the possi- you know the question of the uh, uh raising the limit on uh, on an a ar15 style weapon from 18 to 21 for the, for the buyers base for purchase I was just trying to get something that's already passed the house if it comes to the Senate I couldn't get a response and it was, and those are basically on uh uh waiting periods uh and and Senator Fisher's office didn't respond SAS's office didn't respond and then it was curious to me uh, I was watching Channel 7 in Omaha KETV Senator Fisher was at a uh a news conference on behalf of uh uh, Jim Pillen, when he was getting the endorsement of the Cattlemen's Association, and uh, Channel Seven reporter asked Senator Fisher uh, how she felt about the gun issue and would she, would she be in favor of any you know restrictions going forward after the uh, after the school shooting out in Texas. And Senator Fisher at the podium said, "This event is for uh, uh, Mr. Pillen and the Cattlemen's endorsement, and I will talk to you about that later." Well, then Channel Seven came back and reported that after the news conference, Senator Fisher took off and didn't talk to him. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't just ignoring me. Uh, you know, she she didn't talk to Channel Seven. She did do an interview that I found online uh, with NTV uh, in the western part of the state, and and she simply said in her in the, the comment that they ran that uh, she believes that the problem is mental health, but she didn't she didn't make that response to me. She didn't make it to Seven. She also didn't respond, nor did SASS to uh uh PBS or the New York Times and other media outlets that have tried to get tried to get them on the record. I don't, you know, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't understand the inability to discuss these things because it's the issue of the day, and people want to know. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Does Senator Fisher think that the Nebraskans won't agree with what she says? Yeah,
1: that, I, I mean, the notable thing and about that, that isn't Senator, that, that you, they they, they don't just come out and say where you what you would think they would say, right? Right. Yeah, I mean that—that that they would. You know, to expound basically on what she did say to NTV and and base you know with that because that would be the politically uh, popular thing in the state, I would think. But yeah, the yeah.
7: silence is becoming a norm around yeah. here. In the, Maybe in the, you in get the national
1: right blowback. Maybe it's national it's blowback the, that they're concerned whether, yeah, about.
7: but whether it's the governor's race or yeah, this I mean, no comment is and it, it, it's not even no comment. You don't even get a response. that says we're not yeah. going to comment. You, you don't hear anything. Yeah. It's just there's just nothing.
1: It's interesting. Hey, Joe, uh, great. Job Job. I appreciate your time look forward to talking to you again next week all right take care joe right.
0: joe jordan you hear him on and see him on news channel nebraska 726 klin sign up for the daily at klin.com to get today's top local and husker news sent straight to your email
2: all
1: right let's get things started with number
2: five We could have another member of the College Football Hall of Fame out of the Nebraska Football Program, former Husker head coach Frank Solich. Among nine FBS coaches to be named at the 2023 ballot by the National Football Foundation and College Hall of Fame. It's actually his first year of eligibility after his retirement in 2021. Spent his final 16 seasons at Ohio University after six at NU. Uh, he had an impressive record twenty year twenty two years, 173 one seventy three to and one hundred one. Big Red. He was fifty eight and nineteen. Very wow. impressive.
1: Cool. Uh, uh, that's cool to see. Probably an uphill battle, maybe right now. I was looking against who he's up against. Like Larry Coker, mm-hmm. he's probably getting it. I mean, he was thirty five and three his first three seasons at Miami. Yeah. Um, You've got, like, Ralph Fregion, maybe Mark Mark Richt, they might put in now at this point, along with Solich. The entire class is Larry Blankney from Troy. He came to Lincoln and played Nebraska a few times. Uh, Jim Carlin, West Virginia, Texas Tech, and South Carolina. Pete Cawthorn Jr., Austin College and Texas Tech. This is back in the 30s. Coker, Ralph Fregion, Paul Johnson, who was at Navy and Georgia Tech, ran that triple option style. Mark Richt, Daryl Rogers, and, and Solich. So, uh, I, I, I don't know if he eventually gets in because his overall record isn't super gaudy necessarily. I mean, it's well over 500, but it isn't super gaudy. But two time Big 12 coach of the year, three North Division titles, 1999 Big 12 championship, winning as coach in MAC history, 12 he, straight non losing seasons. He so.
3: defined the MAC for a decade and a half.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe the combination of the two. That might actually, that might yeah. actually do, and just his longevity, right? Yeah, that went along with it as as well. So,
3: and this is the first time in twenty years that a Nebraska player is not on the ballot for the College Football yeah. Hall of Fame.
1: I was, uh, I I was looking at this, and yeah, there's a lot of big. Um, Ray
2: Lewis is on here. Oh, didn't Solich play though for the Huskers? Solich played for the, yeah, yeah, but, yeah but, but he's but on he's as on
3: a coach, officially as a coach, oh, okay. not yeah. not for his playing career.
2: Well that's dumb.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tony Gonzalez is on here. Uh it's it's just interesting to look at Keajana Carter, Reggie Bush. There's some big names on the uh Eric Berry. Well, and when you uh when you
3: look at the the coaches, how much do they consider, I guess, the fact that like Solich spent 20 years in a, as an assistant for one of yeah. the best 20-year stretches In college football history,
1: right, right. I mean, listen, I'm putting him in. I get it. Frieden rebuilt Maryland, right, and he was kind of a big personality and all of that. But uh, you know, two-time ACC Coach of the Year, uh, went to seven bowl games in ten years. You know, I'm taking, I'm taking Solich over him. I'm taking Solich over Paul Johnson. I don't, I don't. You know, Coker, I think is the one. Mm -hmm. Coker's, and I don't know a ton about this Pete Cawthorn Senior Coach. Austin College and Texas Tech in the thirties, but but nonetheless I, I think
3: Wow he, and you call I, yourself a
1: historian. I don't know. I, I, I think he, he I think he eventually gets in. I do when you look I at it. I does. don't know that it's this year. I don't know how and I don't know exactly how that works. Um, how many times you get a Who shot at going in. So there's a there's a committee that, that votes on it. Um, so so we'll see. Yeah. Voting deadline is June thirty. Uh, the website I'm I'm looking at it says if you would like to become a member and receive this year's ballot, contact NFF Director of Membership. So, the the members of this uh, well,
3: time to submit an application so I can vote.
1: Yeah, national. <laughs>
3: fo- that's the National Football
1: Foundation, right? Is what is the members of that?
3: I do think he gets in, and then you twelve thousand members. Then you start to look at the Nebraska coaches that have already been into the Nebraska or into the uh, the College Football Hall of Fame. Right. Obviously, his two predecessors. Mm-hmm. Um, you go back, I believe uh, Dana X. Bible is in the College Football Hall of Fame as a coach. I think there was another coach
1: from the early years. So uh, I, th- I think
3: Nebraska's got yeah, more. They have,
1: like, Jumbo Steam or somebody like that. I'm not sure. But, you know, what's interesting is that if he would get in, there's an induction. They have uh, an awards dinner. They have um, uh, that put him in the Hall of Fame, obviously. But they also have ceremonies at their schools. Yes. Now, I don't know if it's (laughs) multiple schools. Solich still has not been back and done like a formal... That that I'm aware of. I mean, hasn't like appeared at a game at Nebraska. And there are some who say, until that happens, Mm -hmm. the curse is going to continue on Nebraska football. The wrong has not been righted. And Uh, that would be intriguing
3: because he he spent close to 25% of his head coaching time at Nebraska.
1: Yeah, do you, it, get, do you get to choose? So, so, It's like in the Major and, and League Baseball when you wear what uniform you wear right, on your And, bust, I, on your and bust. Obviously,
3: the Nebraska one weighs pretty big because it was Power 5, played for a national title, but he spent more time and in, in, is more defined by the conference he was in for the last 16 years.
1: Right. Let, let me say this. right, I don't know if Frank's listening this morning or not. Or the powers that be at the university are listening. Number one, get Solich here for an on on field during a game, mm-hmm. whether he makes the vote or not. Get him here, right? He de- he deserves it. He didn't have the send off he deserved, and plus it might break a curse. And if the university won't do that, I will personally invite Frank Solich yeah. to do the same right before the season, right? And and perhaps you know what whatever we need to do to not only get him uh, that moment that people would like to see and hear from him to see him back in Nebraska and perhaps break any curse
2: whatever we need to do Caleb yeah
1: jack, so frank jack, if you're listening you're welcome
2: uh, jack break the curse mitchell
1: listen curse breaker i don't know if it's there but it's, it's not going to hurt to try no yeah so i'm i'm i'll be thinking about that more this summer and i think you all should too moving on
0: number
2: 4. Nebraska Lottery confirmed one ticket sold for Sunday's Nebraska pick-five draw, matched all five winning numbers. 126,000 jackpot. Tickets sold used up, 8231 O Street. Uh, Winning ticket numbers 5, 11, 18, 34, uh, 24 and 35. Oh, sorry. Five. <laughs>
3: almost. Dang it. Five. I almost had it.
2: <laughs> Hush. Five, 11, 18, 24, 35. Got oh, I, I like 180 it. days. First thing, if that's your ticket, sign it. Because lottery tickets are what's considered a bearer instrument. So whoever hands it in is the one that gets the money.
1: Second, hire some bodyguards. Third, call an attorney. Right? For 126000 And now you're halfway done. Now you're half of your money's gone here at this point yeah. already. But yeah. That's a, it's an interesting amount of money to win. You know, you talk about the multi-million dollar jackpots where you're, you know, if you at all use any smarts with how you invest, mm-hmm. you're fine. This isn't necessarily, for most people, probably doesn't end their need to make money for the rest of their life, but... It depends like, on like, how old they are. That's well, it's, also true. Well also it, true. it can
3: still be life changing. It can it can oh, yeah. take some debt off the books type of thing, but it's not retirement money. Yeah,
1: this is get debt off the books money is yeah. what this is, right? Pay those student pay those student, well, you might want to wait for a few months before you pay those <laughs> yeah, student would, loans, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, let, let those hang <laughs> Pay those out for credit for a card bit. bills first.
3: Um Jack, if I were to have won the, this one, for instance, let alone any of them that are the millions of dollars, and I call you, what am I getting charged? You call me?
2: Yeah, I call you. To, oh, to well, be, he's an inactive for, member. Of the for, bar. Well, first oh, of he, all, you can't
3: do it. You, nah, we but, can figure it
2: out. Let's say that I,
1: I <laughs> he, got he's myself been called back for to, worse. My rashies. <laughs> <listen, at> eleven. <laughs> I used to be a, I used to be. I think I was on. I worked. Uh, I was like the special sale at the firm I was at. <laughs> If you don't want one of the partners, you, check out the bargain bin. You were you like
3: when you first walk into Target and everything's a dollar. Right.
1: right. <laughs> he's he's 25 years old. He's been out of law school for four months. He barely knows what he's doing. If you $160 an hour. I think that's what it was. If you was can't afford a real lawyer. <laughs> I
2: think it was 160 an hour. So, obviously... I was that's what they charged, not what you got. No, yeah.
5: <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't. All right,
1: moving. Wow, that's bringing back some memories.
2: Number three. Lincoln City Council approved a zoning amendment uh, yesterday that would allow a, a scooter's drive through coffee shop near 9th and Van Dorn. That's where that uh, AutoZone new uh, store is. Oh, yeah. Current zoning agreement would only allow for office space, but the amendment would allow the drive through restaurant something not all the neighborhood residents are happy about it. i mean can you imagine the traffic issues there uh, yeah,
1: so not i'm trying to okay so ninth and van doren is this before like before the viaduct there that goes it's between, over, like, to it's, Kinetic? It's, it's between 9th to and up.
2: 10th next to that auto store that's on that kind of the point right at the north end of pioneers park or the the park there across the street uh,
1: oh yeah, yeah okay yeah ninth yeah it is right by the viaduct that I was talking about They have to go on like to get on get to kinetic and stuff there yeah that's ninth and, and right Dolen. but
2: it's 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 between ninth and tenth street
1: okay yeah I see there's an open lot on the Google the Google thing yeah that's why where I, where I thought it was yeah that's I mean that's a kind of a it's kind of a weird intersection
2: anyway yeah it is but sometimes yeah. you're, it'll you're be, trying it'll to figure out but it'll, of, it'll be a lot better after the south beltway gets done.
1: Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. But there was some interesting testimony. Caleb, this was from Andrew Ward over at Channel Eight. Uh Caleb, give us a give. It, this was a concerned citizen talking about this.
3: Uh yeah, this would be Dorothy Zordell was speaking in front or during the public hearing portion with the uh Lincoln City Council. Oh, I have it muted yeah, because why would time. I right. do that? Right.
4: We've got a scooters down at thirty third and one up on fourteenth. What in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop, especially in a neighborhood? It used to be very nice.
1: What in the Sam Hill? I have not heard that for a while. I have, uh... I don't know, is that considered a... I guess it's sort of a neighborhood. There's residential, you can... Kind of throw
2: it's a rock right on the there. south edge of it. Yeah,
1: it's right. It, it's,
2: it's the right
3: transition. The coffee shops okay. are the ice shanties of Lincoln.
1: Okay, The thirty third. Listen, I mean, uh, just one one rebuttal here. Thirty third in Highway Two is not. That's not close enough no. to zone out, in my opinion, to zone out no. another coffee shop. But she does make it sound like coffee shops are ruining our neighborhoods.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: A
1: city this size needs about
2: three coffee shops. I'll let you know. What we what we need is a a CBD store and a coffee shop together, so you can you can get a boost and get a mellow. All
1: of the uh, yeah, there you go, boost and mellow. No, I think I mean I think it's a legitimate question with the traffic and that that kind of a situation. But her quote made it sound like the neighborhood used to be great. (laughs) Then these dang coffee shops, all the coffee snobs that were that are coming in with their are mocha latte iced uh, stuff. Let me be honest, I got to drive over there quite a bit. I go over to Connecticut for basketball games. I'd probably use that coffee shop. <laughs> probably use that coffee shop. I don't want to ruin anyone's neighborhood, though. I think I'll be a fine. I'll be a good. Citizen, when I go, I'm not going to go on some caffeine fueled
2: rage through the neighborhoods or anything. From your place to Kinetic, you can go right by the 33rd and Highway 2.
3: That actually is
1: true, so maybe she had a point.
2: Yeah.
3: We've Uh, also quoted Tommy Boy quite a bit.
2: Yes, that's true.
1: Laying
3: down their trick money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Number two iOS 16, but will it indeed be sweet for those who use Apple devices? Well, the. Uh, Worldwide Developers Conference uh, yesterday. They announced iOS 16, a new MacBook Air, uh, iPad OS 16, and a whole lot more. It's time to get Jason so, in here. The, yeah, it is.
1: But the big thing they did is, is they're changing the lock screen, essentially. Well, there's two. The biggest thing, actually, first, you can delete unsend texts now. Wait, what? In the new iOS. Yeah. Unsend? Yes. You can unsend text. You can delete them. If you say, text the wrong person or you say something maybe you shouldn't have, if you can... Now, what I wonder is what it looks like on the other person's phone. Like, I text Caleb, you're a giant jerk, and I'm like, maybe I was a little hard there. Well,
3: does it... Will it work the same way it works in Instagram? Because that's a thing you can do on there. I don't know. So, don't know on, like... on Instagram, if you are the one that... Uh, say, I sent you a message, and then I unsend it. On your side, it would say... Like something like message unsent. Oh, it, was, it won't. So, it won't tell you what that message is. It'll just show that okay. it was
1: unsent. That's probably what it is.
3: So you gotta or, be. You gotta be quick. You gotta s-
1: screenshot. The other thing you can do is edit them. You can edit. Yeah, your you text? can edit your texts. What? Yeah. And then the other thing is they're revamping the lock screen, and I don't quite understand exactly. What this what this is going to mean? But live things can go on. I don't know.
3: I have a question about the editing the text though, because we've seen those used in court cases as as evidence. Is that is that something that there's like an edit history? Company
1: have the I assume they'd have the the history if you're you're pulling those things out. Anyway, most important thing though that you need to know. Forget all that stuff. Another year of the Worldwide Developers Conference. Another year where they didn't add arrows to the keyboard.
2: Don't need it. Big tech, is well, not tech. Big tech is not listening to Big tech is not listening to... Big tech doesn't care. Listen. No, they don't that's, listen
1: to you. Common sense solutions I to agree. your cursor needs. And yes, I know, I don't need a million texts. You can delete them. Well, you can't yet. Yeah. But that, I can hold the space bar down and move the cursor. I know that a is a... Thing. That's, not, that's a r- not a solution.
5: That's yeah. a rough solution.
3: Here's the thing. They are aiming these towards uh, Millennials
1: and Gen Z. Well, Millennials don't care that they have the cursor in the right spot?
3: No, because we know how to move the cursor and we're fine with
2: it. Well, let's just move on Peace. after that. Number <laughs> one. No anyway. vanilla Frosties at Wendy's this summer. They're strawberry Frosties. Well, they're, they're, wait, they're, I didn't know they were getting rid of the vanilla. Well, the vanilla is the base of, this, of the strawberry one.
1: Oh, okay. So, so, so strawberry frost, whatever. I'll never,
2: Limited time I'll, availability re- will replace the me. vanilla flavor in most.
1: Promise, I'll promise you. I'll never order one of those in my life. If it's a chocolate or fruit flavored ice cream choice, never ever will I go fruit. Chocolate. The rest of my life, chocolate. Rest of my life. All right, seven fifty seven. We got to end the sound off. to
0: KLIN. More morning drive. When you're in. you're listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three This is going to sound like I'm. Making this up, a, a medical
1: condition or something. I just told Mark and Kale this. My jaws hurt from smiling and laughing so much today. We're having a that's good. That's a time. good. I, I think that's a good sign, probably. But I got we got to take it easy on the happiness. <laughs> during the eight o'clock out. My jaws just ache. It is eight o'clock on KLI Lincoln. All right, it's eight ten, sixty-four degrees in the capital city. Welcome back to LNK today with Jack and friends, and it's time. For one of our visits with uh, Jason Ball, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, usually joins us in person, but he is uh, out gallivanting around the country today, traveling, joining us today from Madison, Wisconsin. Good morning, Jason. Uh, how's Madison this morning?
6: Madison is beautiful, but it, it still doesn't hold a candle to Lincoln.
1: That's good. <laughs> he the contractually obliged to point that out, obviously. That's right. At the open That's of right. any uh, Lincoln Chamber interview. Uh, tell us, uh, Tell us what you're doing there.
6: Well, I'm I'm traveling this week working with what the the U.S. Chamber calls their Institute for Organization Management. It's a board that I serve on, and so I'm up here uh, once a year working with other chamber professionals and taking a look at what's going on in the industry and how we can all serve our communities better.
2: What I'm curious, what are the conversations? And, and you've done
1: this obviously before um, with with your other jobs and and being on the board. But like what when you get in 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 a room with other other chamber professionals from from all over the country and kind of comparing notes. Just kind of tell me about where those those conversations go and, and what they're like, uh, because I'm sure you've been in several of them.
6: Yeah, well, I think as you can imagine the past few years being what they have been, and this is the first time this conference has been able to take place since 2019. So there's a lot of uh friends reconnecting, old colleagues that haven't seen each other in a while. So there's there's been a lot of that this year, which I think is somewhat unique. Um, right now the, the big topics are our workforce. Uh, of course, the uh, economic disruption that we're seeing with, with rising interest rates, volatility in the markets. What does that mean for our business community? Uh, certainly inflation, gas prices has come up a lot, but it's it's all workforce right now, too. Mm-hmm. And so we're all just kind of trading notes on what we're trying in our communities, what how we've uh, seen things work for the business community and in the areas that we serve, and and trying to steal the good ideas from each other yeah. is really what it's all yeah,
1: about. Yeah, I, I wondered if that was, that was- common in in the industry so i suppose everybody is uh seeing you for the first time in a while and so oh, lincoln now huh how uh, how's that going probably getting a lot of that huh
6: <laughs> uh yes i i am but uh but people have been uh, uh, very kind and very very thrilled for me they they see how happy i am to be back
1: Hey, I, I wanted to ask you. There was um, uh, some significant news, uh, 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 flight flight news, of uh, travel industry news here in Lincoln about yeah. the airport um, adding now a daily flight uh, on United to Houston. I believe that begins early this this fall. Hey, uh, just t- tell me a little bit about, um, from your perspective, the impact, the importance of adding adding flights rather than taking them away, and and this flight specifically.
6: Yeah, well, it, it, of course, I think this is a big step forward. We congratulate the airport authority and all the work that they and their team have done on, uh, again, trying to, to increase flight diversity and location diversity for what consumers flying out of Lincoln can, can have access to. They did a great job with it. This was backed in part through, um, rate guarantees uh uh so so again if we're gonna be successful in adding flights, we need to continue to use uh guarantee mechanisms to recruit um, uh, tier one providers to provide that that extra flight connection for the business community that's that's backed on the back end by a Seven hundred fifty thousand dollars grant from from the feds, uh, as well as a match uh, that came in partnership from uh, the chamber foundation. We we uh, pledged two hundred fifty thousand dollars to that through our our Greater Lincoln Air Service Fund, and then the University of Nebraska pledged another two hundred fifty thousand dollars for that match. Interesting. So this is a yeah, it's a great example of how we win together in these spaces by trying trying to come up with resources to recruit that um so we're we're excited for what that's going to mean and 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 of course they're trying to continue to add more destinations and more flights even now
1: and and, uh, and and i know that's obviously something that that you know just given the economic development that goes along with it that that would be important but what does it take you know obviously dollars are important but what does it take to be adding flights rather than taking them away what is the key to making that happen as you see it
6: well, you got to remember that the airlines are all businesses, um, and their rate limiting issue right now is pilots, and so it's yeah. it's the rate at which airlines can bring in pilots is one of the things that we're running into, and and obviously that's not something that we or the airport can can really control. Um, so so that's kind of issue number one. Um, you know, the second issue is we have to help them build a business case for why uh, adding another flight. Uh, to another location is going to work from Lincoln as opposed to uh, just forcing consumers here to drive somewhere else to Mm -hmm. to go catch that flight. Um, Obviously, we don't want to do that. We want people to be able to have the access that they need. Um, And so it's working with external businesses as well as our internal businesses to to help put information in, in the hands of the airport authorities they're going out and having those conversations. I think there's been a long history of that. Long history of support for those flights. And and I think now we'll be going back into a mode of, you know, reapproaching um, some of the Tier 1 providers that, that we've seen uh, kind of come off of our radar here and here. I'm thinking about the Deltas and the yeah. uh, uh, American Airs. Uh, you know, we'll we'll be going back to those, trying to see uh, what opportunities are there, and then I'm I'm really excited about some things that the airport authority is exploring now, in terms of some more, I'll call them kind of unique uh, approaches to how we can add some some additional flight diversity well, here. And too, I, so you know, it,
1: it's interesting, Jason, because I think, uh, you know, anybody listening, if they're traveling, they would if they're living in lincoln or near lincoln they'd prefer to use lincoln right i mean yeah you, you'd like the, the desire is there to use it but there's got to be the supply and it's got to make economic sense and all of all of those things as well I, let me ask you this though about this because i'm sure you're familiar uh, with houston with uh, houston airport and that that sort of thing uh how do you think uh, how do you think this will be used what uh, is that is that like a is that a hub to go a lot of other places what do you what do you kind of see just from your personal experience being in texas uh, how do you think this will u- be used and how it will serve the Lincoln community?
6: Well, I'll tell you, even even living in central Texas and Round Rock right next to Austin, and Austin has fine air service, I still flew through Houston a couple times. Mm-hmm. I drove to Houston to catch flights. Um, mm-hmm. Every now and again, you would connect through Houston. Houston's going to be a, a great additional hub, I think in particular for folks that are heading more towards the southeast area of the U.S. It becomes pretty uh, convenient to pick up a connecting flight there. Yeah. So it, it, it is a step forward in improvement. Um, you know, again, I know consumers in the community that have other locations, other areas they're trying to get to would like to see some more, uh, connection areas for business travel. And we're going to continue sure. to work on those destinations.
1: I, I, when I, when I heard this, first thing I thought was, okay, this is the quick, most quick way you can ever, get to a beach from lincoln nebraska now <laughs> right absolutely you get i mean it's, and, and, and i'm only partially tongue-in-cheek with that but in the winter if you can get a, a good flight to houston you can drive for 45 minutes and and you can be on the beach uh in, in a short yeah. amount of time and there's a lot of people who are looking for that i mean i think that'd be one way makes a heck of a lot of sense to to market this thing because there's really not another you- quick that quick of a way to do that
6: we have done a couple family holidays in Padre when we mm-hmm. live down there, and it, it's a great location for those those types of getaways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'll be uh, thinking about that next spring. Um, so uh, face the chambers tomorrow. Uh, Ted Carter is going to be the, uh, the, the keynote speaker. Um, I'll I, just kind of be interested to hear about, like, the collaboration between the chamber and the university. You mentioned them when we were talking about air, airport funding, but how has that relationship kind of developed for you in these first few months of your job?
6: Well, I think it's been fantastic. Um, obviously, President Carter has been very focused on uh, the university, both as a, a producer of workforce, which we need. And then the university has also been a major driver for uh, primary uh, uh, research and innovation that turns into uh, new companies and and supporter of, of that type of activity. And we're right now doubling down on some of that ag sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I have to mention, uh, Chancellor Green has just been great. He's been very engaged in, in our uh, board and our, our leadership in the business community as well. So I, I think it's been a very strong relationship and we're growing it.
1: You know, it's been interesting to see that innovation campus um, kind of develop. I know they just uh, either just open up or are going to open up a, a new hotel down there. You've got businesses. Mm-hmm. You're you're starting, and I know you weren't necessarily here for the the visioning and the discussion of this whole thing. But you are just now kind of hitting the stride of what a lot of people said this this area could be and would be. I'm I'm just kind of curious about about your thoughts on on that area specifically.
6: Oh well, so the hotel you refer to, just for your listeners' benefit, the Scarlet, is the, right? the Scarlet yeah. Hotel. Yeah, it is open now. If you haven't been there, go check it out. It is beautiful. Oh, really? It's another. Uh, Jim, and we are recruiting now conferences that are staying in that hotel, for example, and then walking across the street using those facilities for uh, some of their conference activities. So that is already driving some of that innovation. Um, You know, Jack, to answer your question, I I was here when we went through the debate about Moving the state State fair, fair. uh, higher, higher and better use for, for, for maybe that area. Obviously we wanted the state fair to stay in Lincoln. That didn't end up happening, but uh, uh, we also knew that using that particular area for this innovation driven economic development was going to be the best way to put that area to work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so thrilled to come back and see what Dan Duncan and his team at Innovation Campus have done. Um, you know, we've got companies that the chamber has has worked with like Spreetail or uh, one of our Launch K recipients, Sentinel Fertigation, they are out there on Innovation Campus. Um, it, it's been, in my mind, uh, a, a great success already, but it's still got all all that additional space out there for development. Um, and so we, we take projects out there, we partner with Innovation Campus every time we can. Uh, just to try to get some more economic activity happening out there, and it it will come. It's a very compelling yeah. place for specific kind. No,
1: of I think I think it'll. It's it. I, it's just interesting because it's now just. It's sort of. It obviously it took some time, but it's building. I haven't seen the hotel yet, but now I kind of want to. Now that I and and I also want to stay there some night uh, before a volleyball game, <laughs> just avoid the parking oh, yeah. the parking issues and just walk. It's That'd be perfect. nice. That'd be very yeah, nice.
6: Great. You'll love
1: it. Hey, uh, last uh, but not least, um, I know there's, there's some stories. You know, we talk a lot about these uh, partnerships that, you, that the Chamber does with entrepreneurs and startup businesses and, and those sorts of things. And it's interesting to kind of see where those stories go. And I know you've got one of them with one of the 2022 Launch LNK recipients that got a pretty sizable investment. Tell us about this.
6: Yeah, so uh, one of those companies at Innovation Campus I mentioned, Central Fertigation, Uh, and and by the way, for folks that do not know, and I did not, fertigation is a way to deliver fertilizer through an irrigation system. (laughs) I
1: didn't didn't know if that was Uh, a made-up word or a brand, like Kleenex or something, but okay, fertigation, it's a thing.
6: Yeah, I looked it up. It appears to me to be a term of art, but okay. people who do agriculture can correct me, and I will admit if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, but the, the big news here is this is a, a, a startup company. They're uh, one of the recipients of the Launch L&K uh, grant and program through the chamber and through the Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development. They have just uh, announced receiving a $1.2 million investment. Wow. Um, that is going to help them do, uh, scale up and, and build out of their, their proven technology. Um, and I'll just mention real quick that investment came through, uh, Invest Nebraska. Uh, which is a group that got built here in the uh, early uh, early aughts and, and early teens. Uh, Nebraska Angels, Angel Network here, uh, and then Burlington Capital Ag Venture. Um, and so it's just a great example of how we've got multiple institutions partnering with the university, partnering with uh, entrepreneurs, uh, working with our program. It, it takes this team. To build this type of ecosystem, but once we have the money and the ideas and and the the talent collected, we're able to really do some cool stuff
1: yeah cool cool story there making nitrogen fertilization more efficient. I don't know exactly yeah. what that means, but it sounds good, so <laughs> me neither <laughs> yeah. hey, good to talk to you Jason uh, travel safe. we'll see you back here in a couple of weeks all right.
6: Sounds good. Thanks so much, Jack. Have a great week.
1: Yep. Jason Ball from the Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. All right. 824, take a break. Caleb's got sports. John Baylor joins us after that. You'll listen to LNK today with Jack and friends on
0: KLIN. Today's Keys to the City keyword is Piedmont. Enter that keyword now at KLIN.com to win your Keys to the City. Presented by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture, your hometown store. John DeSauer waking babies in the North Bottoms, and then helping them ace the ACT since the 90s. It's the voice of Nebraska volleyball, John Baylor.
1: All right, 837 LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. JB, John Baylor,
5: back in the house. house.
1: How's it going, JB? How's your summer going? Never better.
5: Excellent. Just caking on the sunblock. Yeah. I've learned that the hard way. Remember when we were kids? It's like, hey, just lay out. Maybe put on some trunks, maybe not. But now you realize that's hey. a ah, bad idea. Listen, yeah, I got. I've had a. Uh, I've uh, had uh, some.
1: Uh, what are they called? Melanoma, some uh, uh, skin cancer f- things removed. I had one right yep. up there on my
5: nose. People love up hearing there. about people's medical challenges. <laughs> it's a lot of fun socially. <laughs> <This is it. laughs> hey, tell us about your yeah. well, intestinal the, disorder.
1: The, fu- the thi- I don't know. Funny. The thing about. I mean, I wasn't super serious, but you did. You had to go through a procedure to get them. Sure. Get them removed.
5: Yep. And I had to wear like a aid right on the bridge of my oh, nose, man. and everybody's. Like what did you do? Get in a fight? I'm
1: like, I had cancer.
5: <laughs> if you're a dermatologist, you can't buy a big enough house. You just you get a lot of revenue uh, flow. Tell you what, some of those some of those dermatology offices in town they're ma- they're <laughs> doing
1: well. Yeah, that Taj Mahal of skincare there. <laughs> it's, a, it's amazing.
5: It's it must be a good industry to be in. I put suppose. on the sunblock. Hard to get an appointment too. And, and people think it helps socially with a little bit of a tan. I, I never saw any you're material a, benefit. Uh, you're not a spray tan guy? You know? No, I didn't get that. I'm just going to a natural. I was like, hey, this is what I got. I was born with this. This is what I got. If it's not good enough for you, I don't blame you. Just, uh, I'll try <laughs> to find someone else with lower standards. That's, That's or... very clearly <laughs> my theory, too, about how I present yep. myself. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> people who disapprove of me, I'm like, I, I, I don't blame you. I just got to find people with lower standards. <laughs>
1: hey, they were, uh, we, I was just talking to Jason Ball from the Chamber. We
5: were talking about that new hotel going that. down there in Innovation
1: Scarlet. are they getting you uh, like a suite there for, for game nights? It just... Mm. Uh, Uh, Probably, though I don't know anything about it. A little prep time, just walk on over to the the Bob and... Be ready. That's going to be a hopping place see, on I, game nights. I
5: love the traffic after volleyball. Oh god! Captive audience. Post game show. <laughs> That's true. Why am I not? People thinking? hustle out. They get in the cars and listen to the podcast. Why post-game? am I not thinking about our, our like listenership
1: company's ratings? I should be thinking
5: about people that. arrive home. Finally, after volleyball game, they're not happy. The, the post
1: game still on. I can turn in, turn on my radio on the palatial suite that I have reserved for me over at the Scarlet nice yeah i mean like one night i'm not gonna stay in my lead place penthouse right across from the lead center
5: that's my okay that's my, that's my favorite uh hotel named after a color in lincoln uh, the scarlet it's up there uh, I'm, I'm i'm looking for the purple i i was a bit i was hoping the the beige would
1: bring its chain here uh hot place hot boutique type place but sure. you know the
5: cave of the kindler Boy, that place is sweet. No, I've I've, I've heard about it. I've seen it. I've driven foot, by it. You were talking about Husker football recruiting successes. It starts at the Kindler. The place is packed with the uh, Husker football families. Kindles,
1: listen, and those
5: you know, kids today love
1: boutique hotels. That's how you got to get to their arts. Boutique hotels. National chains are yesterday. Nice, and a nice little, nice quaint little coffee shop, hopefully. Well, and, uh,
5: honestly, I appreciate... In, in investors who invest in buildings in in lincoln and sometimes they get sweetheart deals tiff money and all that but if you're going to err on the side of being generous that's the kind of uh, you know i think target you want because the building stays so if for some reason sure. the building doesn't succeed the different use the city still gets the beautiful building so I, I appreciate all the beautiful buildings hey, going up listen. especially when it's their money Hey,
1: look, and, and if we get some of them reserved for student housing, I think that'd be great in the downtown area. Yeah, we don't have just enough. We don't have enough. It's just something that we need to think about for
5: the future. Boy, a little bit more student housing. I, you see a lot of folks with backpacks.
1: Hey, speaking of coffee shops, Caleb, do you have that clip uh, that we can play? I got to get JB's reaction. Yeah, yesterday at the city council, they here. were discussing... Uh, uh, they were discussing. I, I'm just scooters. imagining. Drive decided, the yeah, yeah. You, you heard about this already? Yeah. Did you hear the clip? They're gonna print Ta- money. Take, take that location. Take take a listen though. One of the uh, concerned citizens Uh-oh. was not very appreciative of the okay. idea. Take a listen.
4: We've got a scooters down at 33rd and one up on 14th. What in the Sam Hill do we need another coffee shop, especially in? a neighborhood it used to be very nice
1: then the coffee shops started coming in
5: <laughs> everything coffee. went to pot i love coffee shops i like the ones where you could sit inside chill this, is, this is probably drive through only here i'm going to that's, right. yeah, that's a little drive through only that's, that's a kiosk
1: it's, uh, listen it's the restaurant economy now it's the kiosks the drive through ki- amigos is jumping on that scooters jumping on that
5: i'm, I'm thinking about drive through test prep whatever <laughs> You know, everyone
6: wants yeah, let's convenience. See, I'll take... Uh,
1: grammar. <laughs> We're going to take science, special. and I'll take... I'll con- do, you, <laughs> right, do you want to supersize that?
5: I just like the megaphones that you can understand. In the old days, like, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Big Mac. <for> <laughs> okay, I'll come up front and try to figure out what the heck's going on. See you in a little while. Oh, God. They've oh. improved those. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, I'm, hey. I'm thrilled that... Uh, that uh, we've gotten edit texts after you've sent them. Worldwide developers conference
1: yesterday, for those yeah. who don't know, Apple announced in its new iOS, you will be able to
5: not only edit text but unsend them. Essentially pull back here's, here's that su- text. Here's the suggestion. Instead of all this fancy new tech, proofread. Before hitting send. I'm going to slow down. This is complicated. All right. There's a send button, okay? And you're in complete control, okay? You have total control. So what you do is prior, not after, but prior to hitting send, proofread what you in fact have typed this
3: is a psa for jack
5: mitchell's twitter <laughs> oh account
1: goodness. okay <laughs> i
5: knew somebody was
1: gonna mention I that mean, listen I mean, it's, I get, sometimes I... there's there's a, there's a value in speed there's a value oh,
5: come on uh, jb there is a, a value in yeah. speed being the first is, we have we become so, so, uh, so wimpy it's like we want to do over on everything hey i want to do over on the final i want to do over on the paper i want to do over on asking you to the prom no OK, get it right the first time. All right, If you're going to fumble with it, you know, I'm not going with you. All right, Get it right. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here
1: editing things on my tweet, and a uh, hundred other people are, are but, breaking the huge news or making the great point, and I'm sitting here editing and making sure my comments are in there. Let the me right tell
5: you place. about real life. I'm like the mayor it. of, of, it's of it's real town. Okay, good. this is how it happens. All right it's good. You get a presentation. You get a presentation to a prospective client, and you mess it up. There's no do-over. There's no unsend. You know, hey, can I edit that? No, you get it one shot. That's the real world, my friend. First impressions are critical. you got to earn a second chance. Oh, I can't even send a text now and be asked to proofread I'll just proofread it later. You know how much garbage you know people send via text? How it's going to just accelerate now that they get second and third chances? Come on, uh, we're softening. We're, we're, we're,
1: we're uh, so and, and don't underestimate the, not necessarily the, the grammatical issues, the punctuation issues, the emotional issues. Sometime, no, it's, take sometimes, Sometimes you, you text something and you're like, that might not have come off then right. Then don't send it. That might not have come don't off right. We've all done it. it. We've all said it. We've all made those mistakes. This allows you to preserve relationships. This is going to bring us together. Guess
5: what failure does teach the greatest teacher it's failure, all right, and mistakes. I, mean, I want to undo my edit. Can I undo that? Now you don't have any record of what the heck was said, so now people can gaslight you. I mean,
1: yeah, I'm, what I'm, kind of world is it going I feel you're like in? you're, you're uh,
5: uh,
1: overrating the cultural impact of the edit button on text. This is called an iPhone. This has know, had a I'm huge aware. cultural impact. I'm, I'm, Anything no, you do to this I is going to have a monster cultural impact. That I agree impact. with, but I just don't know that the, because I can edit my text message, I'm going to be asking for a do-over on all my failures in life. I feel like we may be we maybe extrapolating <laughs> this slope. a little bit too far. Oh my! A little goodness. bit too far. Plus, what ta- you know? Sometimes those smiley face emojis are kind of small, and you can't see if you're doing the actual crying or the laughing crying one. Send that could- another
5: one. <laughs> well, then that's, explain
1: it.
7: That's even more confusing. Or here's
5: a weird one. Rather than emojis, use um, words okay it's not it's not 2007 anymore john come on (laughs) i'm telling you there's a benefit to being a late adopter
3: hashtag sad face
5: (laughs) slow down you not you don't have to be like pickup truck drivers you're like whoa hey i want everyone to think i'm an er doc who slept through my alarm clock i mean you can (laughs) actually go painting with broad strokes here have you seen pickup truck drivers
1: i mean listen not i'm not i just don't think you should generalize about pickups generalizations a lot of, i know a
5: lot of very good pickup <laughs> i know a lot of good well what percentage pick- of pickup truck drivers you think are going to speed limit or lower 15 20 25 percent max no better question what percentage of pickup drivers actually need a pickup there's now f- you guys are starting to jump in on the broad brushing <laughs> fine <laughs> the water's warm get in what the heck you, you alienate half the audience That's I don't, the, it's your show go I, crazy the pickup is kind of like a
1: boat you want your best friend to have it but you don't necessarily and, and want you like
5: them off your rear end okay we're not making out okay my how do you make the back out? of my car is not making out with the front of your god see people in subcompacts they're humble you know they're going pick wait, up dudes wait hold on and they're always dudes they're always dudes Oh, and they're on your rear end. They're passing. I had one passing me on the right on Highway 2 the other day. It's like, buddy, I mean, I know you're important. Were you you left lane camping? No, I was on the right lane. He pulls into the turn lane to go right. And of course, has to like, and there are two of them. They're back-to-back white pickup trucks.
1: All right. Did
5: they they just realize? All you got to do is wait because
1: South Beltway will be here in a while. And that changes everything. Highway 2 is a brand new experience. It's the future.
5: It is the future. South Beltway. We got, we gotta grow the stuff around the south that way. Have we got oh, plans? No, there's for gonna be oh explosive.
1: It, it, it's gonna blow up completely. Right. I mean, in terms of economics, uh, plus Firth, real estate, and Firth, will skyrocket. Listen, hey, have you seen Hickman lately? Oh boy, have you have have you this? Uh, a, are you ready for the Standing Bear Norris rivalry of rivalries that in Class B?
5: Give me a putter. Every shot I can hit a new house in, in, in Hickman. I don't care how tall the grass so, is.
1: Will, will Hickman be, at what point does Hickman uh, basically annex a portion of South Lincoln? Reverse Pac Man.
5: I think everyone in Hickman's like, we want proximity to Kansas. They <laughs> want to are, get closer to Alvo. When are we getting a volleyball schedule? I keep refreshing the good, page, and good there's nothing there. Yeah, just show up in late September and find out what team is... Up- I mean, I got a fo- I got game times for football. I got, I got a schedule. I got TV yeah. networks. Seriously, I know what time they're going to Ireland. This is awfully late, uh, and people need, need to make plans. They want to know when there's a football, volleyball, home weekend, the whole deal will texas be on the schedule question no, the, non-conference the, non-conference oh, the non-conference is out to non-conference is out
1: yeah, the non-conference okay so we're waiting oh, we in, oh, oh wait, so it's just the big 10 surprisingly it, it, it to hear that the,
5: internally it's out it's not published but i can tell you they're not oh, on the internally schedule. Yeah, yeah, it's this out it. oh, oh brother oh, so. we'll, uh, there you go creighton's on it stanford's on it okay Kentucky's on okay, it. okay there we go that you thought now this you're is justifying just, your segment a little bit thought Good. this is just rehash of stuff that you know other people haven't thought about i've, it. Thought, I've thought, felt like an you know, idiot because i said info. i was
1: refreshing the page and i hadn't seen any games new and, uh, info.
5: you're telling me it's just internally
1: uh been released yeah the big 10 we'll see we'll see if they ever do that hey uh college baseball game started ending at three thirty in the morning in omaha
5: uh, yeah, you've done your if, share of, of doing college oh baseball boy. over the years. It's great if you don't want fans. <laughs> the kids are like, 1.30 a.m., we're just getting rolling. Right. <laughs> exactly. know, I get rock and roll. fine for them. Well, they don't like the, the, the 10 a.m., 11 a.m.s. Yes. But if you don't want fans, it's a genius. Yeah. That's so I, why, I, I don't know what the heck is always this is always always happening with these conference yeah. with the Big Ten conference tournaments? Why play it at Rosenblatt in That's downtown where, Omaha? It's the I'm, host of the College World Series no, if, or something? If you're starting the game at midnight, just find a high school field somewhere. You don't need any. Hey, you don't, forget the, you don't even need bleachers. We're headed out to Benson, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wherever the teams are, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> will the concession oh, stand be open? Find a cow pasture out in uh, near Wahoo. I mean, you don't need. There be no Homo sapiens. Did you? I've been watching this week, this last weekend, the
1: college baseball, the NCAA tournament, and yep. they have this Sight. thing that's kind of like NFL red zone. Where the, and you probably won't like this because it's I don't know too futuristic or or it's the society's inability to pay attention to anything. Yes, but they bounce around to all the best games and they'll yeah, do yeah. the multi screen. It's like NFL red zone. Yep. it's fantastic. Yeah, it's. I, I will tell you what, and I know a lot of people say this about volleyball, and I agree with it that it's under. Covered and underrated oh. especially when you get to the end of the season. I would say the same about these first two weekends of college
5: baseball yeah. too. I feel the same but this way about helps. That. I mean this sport is not necessarily built for our attention span. Whereas what you're talking about bouncing around that's it's, it's great TV. Yeah, it's great.
1: It is great T V you got and, and then you got insane games where teams are scoring. We're down what, Arkansas or somebody was down 12-0 to zero and ended up winning 29-16? Well, uh, you, you've got Oklahoma like State
3: oh. built for our attention span because everyone in the lineup hits home runs yeah. and none of their pitchers <laughs> do well enough. Yeah. So every game is like 30-15. It,
5: it was good, good stuff. That <laughs> I, was good sports. I called a Husker at Oklahoma State baseball game the night of the Hallam tornado. Oh, we were 2004? off. So we start yeah. a half inning. Oklahoma State comes to bat. We go to severe weather coverage for 45, 55 minutes. We come back. We're in the same half inning. <laughs> Final score, 36-19, to 19, Oklahoma State. I was, like, coming up with middle school hobbies I didn't even know I had. I mean, that was a long broadcast. Uh, are we okay with uh, Celtics
1: 1-1 through 2? I mean, listen, you got to be.
5: Yeah, you got to be on, on the. Uh, this is a riveting road. series and an amazing team to watch. I have not been so impressed with a with a basketball team, the the, the Celtics, as, as this one in big years. Big
1: Celtics fan, by Huge the way. Huge Celtics fan,
5: but uh, they pass. They they are unselfish. They play great defense. I just love it. It, it feels like the mid '80s all over yeah. again. And then Golden State. It's so yeah, tough yeah, not yeah, to read right for yeah, them. Yeah, Steph Although, and Clay jacking up shots everywhere. Right. I, and I love Steph. It. Draymond, uh, I lost a lot of respect. Oh, I knew you were going to come with that take.
1: Do he, you see when he set a moving screen for three guys? He was like a lead blocker yeah. on one of those
5: plays. <laughs> I mean,
1: <laughs> it's like the it's like Joel but, McAvica coming goes, through the middle. He see, plays left tackle. See
5: Larry and Michael, they they were always trash talking, but it was quiet. He's like overt. He's distracting everybody. It's too much. It's like play the game
1: did you read there's a piece in the athletic about uh uh, larry bird they talked to all of these players he played against and with and all of the trash talk that he did (laughs) he's so funny it's insane
3: i love it the dude was the dude was oh my god how did he have time to shoot
5: the ball frank Frank Layden was this hilarious utah jazz coach and larry runs by the bench they're playing in salt lake and he goes Frank, can you get someone out here who can cover me? I mean, do you have anyone on that bench who can cover me? And frankly, looks down. He looks back at Larry. He goes, oh, "We don't, no, we don't have."
1: anybody. <laughs> if you can oh, find that article, read it. It oh, is, it. it is hilarious. you
5: get anyone out here who can cover me? <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, JB. Hopefully, right. we'll maybe next week we'll have a full, uh, full non. Volleyball. Well, we got a non. Maybe the internal will become external. Hey,
5: under twenty one, Pan Am, Pan Cop. Am. Go USA. Yeah. Go Elrod. Elrod. Lexi Rod. Oh, Captain that.
1: Yeah, I've heard I've heard of her. I just wasn't familiar with the nickname, <laughs> I guess. Hey, Pan it's good to have Pan Am back. Now can we get TWA? Can we get Eastern? <laughs> oh. Uh, you know, the uh, days when you could smoke a cigarette on an airplane. That's what I miss. Out west, there was
5: PSA, and then oh, there was yeah. Western. Western. Western
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nice. All right, JB, have a good one. Hawaiian <laughs> Got to cover a lot of ground there
0: today. Ottoman Empire. 855-KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is and ninety-nine three klin Hour. You're listening to LNK today with Jack and friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Keys to City password, or keyword,
1: I should say, today is Piedmont, P I E D M O N T. The business is Harbor Coffee House. So you can enter online with the keyword, or you can go to Harbor Coffee House get an extra entry there if you'd like to. do link gift certificate there and the grand prize. All the gift certificates from all our businesses. This is all KLIN's Keys to City brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. I don't think it's too early to mention it, Caleb. Uh request on Friday this week. We'll be general. Open. Is that what we are this weekend? I think we're open, yeah. <laughs> now that I say that I ask if <laughs> this is what show prep is called. No, uh, we didn't have anything on the sheet. Okay. Were we general last week? Yeah.
5: Okay.
7: Figured out. Alright, I think well, we'll let you know if that changes. <laughs> it's nine o'clock on KLI and Lincoln.